Hi everyone, I'm Christina Burnett, your host for the It's Natural podcast. Hi, welcome back to another episode. Hmm, I feel like we all just need to take a collective deep breath in. And let it out slowly. I'm so happy to be joining you today and landing with you wherever you might be on today's journey. And for today's episode, we will be having another Ask Me Anything. It's been a minute since I have recorded one of these and it's highly requested and of course, I will be answering your questions that I've pulled off of Instagram. There's quite a variety of questions sprinkled through here that I've pulled ranging in topics. And I always love these episodes. I know I've said this before because, well, I guess I'm a little bit nosy and I always find value in learning people's tricks and different tips and hacks that that they have personally learned along the way. Not all of it's for me, but I still like to see how other people approach a solution to a problem that I might be having as well. So I hope this provides value for you. And without going on too much further, let's just get into it. And now from this episode's sponsor. Now that school's back in session and with busy schedules, many of us are looking for effective ways to support our health and overall wellness. And one way to support our health is by taking vitamins to help support various deficiencies caused by nutritional, environmental, physical, and mental stressors that may be placed upon our bodies. And I know it can be disheartening and confusing when you're looking into vitamins and supplements to find out that many brands use ingredients that contain fillers, GMOs, and other toxins that aren't compatible with wine to support our overall health. And that's why my family and I use Symbiotica's vitamins. When I came across this brand a couple years ago, I truly appreciated how transparent they were with the ingredients they were putting into each vitamin and supplement. Not only did I notice a difference in how I was feeling when I was taking their vitamins, but also loved how easy they were to incorporate into my routine. So I have an on and off relationship with coffee, but one beverage I like to consistently drink is Symbiotica's Shilajit Mineral Resin. Shilajit has been around for centuries, used in Ayurvedic and Eastern medicine. Drinking Shilajit offers 86 trace minerals and antioxidants in it, while being a delicious cozy drink. And especially now with school back in session and kids and germs and sickness seem to be a magnet to each other, I love taking the vitamin C and coated silver along with the super greens just to make sure my immune system is getting the extra support it needs. And these are also great products I like to take along with us while we travel make sure that we are staying healthy while traveling. And a few of my other favorite products from Symbiotica that I always have in rotation is their magnesium L-theanates, their adrenal support formula, 
and then their golden mind and longevity mushrooms for brain support. Not only are Symbiotica's products effective and convenient, they also taste good, which I know can be a hurdle for some. And Symbiotica was gracious enough to offer its natural listeners a 15% discount site-wide using the code EVERGREENLIVING. Again, for 15% off site-wide, that's EVERGREENLIVING, E-V-E-R-G-R-E-E-N-L-I-V-I-N-G. The key to sticking to any health and wellness routine for me is convenience and effectiveness. And I couldn't think of a more synonymous and aligned woman-led brand than Higher Dose. My love affair with Higher Dose began with their sauna blanket, which I found so effective and yet convenient to have all the benefits of a sauna packed into their high-quality sauna blanket. I still find it so convenient to have all the benefits of a sauna without the bulk of a traditional sauna unit. Still reaping all the benefits in my home, which makes me use it even more often as a busy mom because I can include it easily into my routine. Higher Dose is bringing at-home wellness tools using nature-inspired technologies to release a dose of feel-good chemicals, aka dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins that elevate your mood, promote a healthy glow, support long-term health benefits, and lift your spirit. Even though their sauna mat was my intro into the brand, I have since fallen in love with their wide range of products and have also added them to my wellness toolbox. Their PEMF mat and red light therapy mask are one of my go-tos, along with their line of magnesium products. The magnesium gummies and bath soaks are among my favorites. And Higher Dose was kind enough to offer the It's Natural listeners 15% off site-wide with the code EVERGREEN. That's 15% off site-wide with the code EVERGREEN. E-V-E-R-G-R-E-E-N. I know you'll fall in love with how easy and effective Higher Dose's products are and how you will feel afterwards. Enjoy! So for the question I pulled was how to get kids to eat more healthy. So I know I have to put a little bit of a disclaimer here. So I am not a doctor. And if your child is having some real issues with eating, it is important to go see your pediatrician. However, I do have a background in early childhood development and then Throughout college, I worked for many families nannying, and then also just with my own kiddo. I have also had to navigate the way into how to help them eat more healthy. And I know every child's different, so take it or leave it with some of these suggestions. But with eating healthy, I think one of the fundamental parts of it is mirroring the desired eating habit that you're wanting to create. So unfortunately, sometimes we're unaware of our own biases and comments that we might make about food. So if you notice or notice maybe your spouse and you guys can maybe check yourselves about food, your comments about food. So from my background, I was a 90s kid and I grew up in a 90s dieting household. And so it's always about low fat, low calories, sugar free, just all the artificial additives that were 
and still are added into foods, unfortunately. So I've had to relearn that myself and even just my own approach. It's funny, I'm plant-based, but growing up, I did not care for vegetables. However, re-examining that, I also saw that I didn't really like how they were prepped and I feel like, again, it was the 90s. Everything was just steamed. It like didn't have any flavor. It was kind of mushy and maybe had a pound of butter on it and some salt. So a lot of things for me lacked flavor. So it's important to kind of recognize our own habits and maybe see what we're need to mirror more like our own eating habits what we're actually eating are we suggesting our child eat healthier but we still have the bag of chips and the deli sandwich so to reassess what we're eating on the regular especially in front of our kids and how we're talking about food i think is really important and the next one is and again, I know not all this will work for every family or for every situation, but this is just some things that I found. The next tip I would say is to control what's in your kitchen, especially if you have little kids. It's important to really navigate it for them. So when their options are opening the cupboards and getting to the fridge, they don't have to, you know, overcome looking at the cookies but you want them to eat an apple or banana so to really eliminate those foods that they're maybe drawn to or maybe switch up the layout in the pantry and the cabinets so that their eyes the first thing they see is not the snacks the gummy bears the cookies the cereals right there in their eyesight that maybe the healthier options are more accessible to them and so that they are more drawn to those healthier options as well and to sometimes just eliminate or have maybe a dessert that they like have it as a treat every once in a while and make it kind of a big deal when they do have it as it is something that they can enjoy but it's just not something that they're going to daily have and again, that goes back to mirroring those desired healthy habits we want them to have for us to also mirror those. I know it's helpful too to have the fruits and vegetables sometimes washed in an eyesight so that way they're easier to grab and maybe have a sauce that they like to have them dipped in. So whether that's peanut butter or some hummus or a tahini sauce, to have that very accessible for them. That way, again, those healthier options that you know your child does like is right there and that they can grab that themselves. Especially the little ones, I know they like to do things themselves as they get a little bit older and start walking on their own and are into everything. So to encourage that independence in them and that they can do things on their own and also are getting the healthy food that you're wanting them to have. And a big issue too, the next tip I have is keep trying new ways to reintroduce foods. So here the science says for kids to be introduced to something new and to it to be incorporated into their normal diet and for it not to be a shock to their system or for it to be a surprise when it's in their food, this takes up to 12 to 15 times. I know that sounds like a lot, but that's 12 to 15 times. 
And then the studies also show that most parents only introduce foods and try only four to five times. So you can see the discrepancies between those two stats, how much more we need to keep trying and have that patience when it comes to feeding them and being creative. And I know I can personally get into cooking ruts or recipe ruts where you have your go-tos, but sometimes you need to try new things, whether that's trying to get more diverse options on the dinner plate, or again, if your child's just not having it, to try different ways to introduce new foods. And with this introducing new foods too, it's also important to have your go-tos as far as resources because I know we are all busy and we all wear many hats and we have our full schedules. And I know with juggling school, with work, with sports and after school sports, I know it's a lot. So I know this is not easy and be patient and allow yourself grace, allow your kiddo grace. We're all in this together. But new ways to introduce. Oh, so back to what I was saying too. So it's important to though to have resources for yourself. So whether it's Pinterest, whether it's your favorite cooking magazine, whether it's even your favorite cooking show to kind of get you inspired because I think that's what also happens and I know what it's like to make a meal. I'm just kind of laughing because it's not happened just once. It's several, several times, but it's so defeating and kind of, not just defeating, infuriating as well when you have made a meal and then your child doesn't like it. That is just, and especially if you're on a time crunch and they need to get into the bath and, and off to bed, it's a lot and I get that. So it's important to back yourself up with resources. That way you can stay inspired even with your own recipes that you're creating and enjoying for yourself. And then this will also help you be able to think of different ways to introduce these foods into your child's diet. And some of the ways I like to add them in is smoothies. I just am a huge fan of smoothies because you can just pack so much in into the smoothies and be on the go. Also, so I love smoothies because of that nutritional impact and then the convenience of you can just take it with you or you can freeze it into popsicles and even ice cubes so it can take on different forms in that way. Also roasting vegetables is a one way that I also like to save time because I love to do usually sheet pans at the same time that way and that way I'm getting also a lot done at the same time and not necessarily having to stand over a stove. But from there I think you can also do a lot of different things whether you want to use the roasted vegetables in a soup and sauces. Also, you can do like especially with leafy greens and then make purees out of those and then add those into sauces. And purees are also another great option as you can add those into more baked goods. And what I mean by that is usually like, you know, whether it's carrots or pumpkin, squashes are also in right now. And then your greens, kales and spinaches and different greens to puree them. And then that way also you can mix them into different recipes. Again, whether that's sauces, soups, but also baked goods are a great option. So like muffins, your pancakes, different breads, whatever it is that 
you're feeling comfortable to make, I think those are also great options to reintroduce different food groups to your child. And then another tip I have for getting your kids to eat healthy is the crowded out method. And you'll probably hear me talk about this a lot because it can be used in a lot of different ways, but the crowd out method. So I know, especially nannying, and it's not really a thing in our house, but um, in nannying, I remember several parents complaining that their kids only ate chicken nuggets and they just didn't know how to get them to stop eating chicken nuggets. And so I was in charge of the shopping, so I would buy a lot less and then also, so crowding out, I think is also a good option because you can have maybe one or two and then crowd it out with other dishes that you might be eating. And then also put different fruits and vegetables, different salads, different apple sauces, different sauces on their plate. So they still are experiencing new flavors as well, but also kind of finding that happy median because it is important for everyone to eat while they're there and for the stress to go down a little bit. And that um, along those lines, that's my last and next tip is change up the eating environment. I know this push and pull at times at the dinner table can really drain the energy at dinner time, especially if you have cooked the meal and then your meal is not the favorite and is being protested. It is just kind of that, you know, popping of the balloon feeling and that deflated feeling can happen. And then not only are you and your child usually at it, but then everyone else at the table too. So it's not a happy environment. So I really do. And again, I do know what that feels like. And I'm I'm with you on that. So I'm not saying that this is easy or trying to belittle any of these issues at all. Because I know it can be a really hard struggle for some families to get proper nutrition into their child. I that again from my experience. So that's why I think it's important to sometimes change up the eating environment, have a little bit aspect of fun to it. So whether that's, you know, having your smart device, asking them a kid's trivia question or asking a joke to kind of help break up that tension that as adults are feeling and obviously our child is feeling as well. And also sometimes maybe take the meal outside if you have a backyard or patio, create an indoor picnic, really sometimes just changing up from the dinner table to another setting can help, but also adding maybe a fun quizzy question instead of how was your day and that aspect of those typical questions or even come with a fun facts. Again, just Google it really quick and come with a fun fact about an animal or, you know, something that they're enjoying just to help create less tension for you and your child. Because quite frankly, when I've had those, my husband and I have had those issues with our child, no one really feels like eating afterwards because you're kind of tense. You're kind of, I don't know, personally, I'm just over it at that point, especially having made the meal and then sitting down. I'm kind of sometimes over it. So creating a different mindset and feeling in the environment 
is a huge help and can all help in our digestive systems to relax so that we can all get some nutrition in our bodies. So for our next food-related topic is favorite cheat meal. So I don't know why. I'm kind of actually hesitant to even talk about this question. I personally am not into cheat meals. I just have never seen it. Again, this is kind of from when I was younger and in my 20s and stuff for friends who were like bodybuilding and in that kind of fitness arena. Um, I just have never seen it done in a healthy way, whether that's how they're eating in a healthy way that's not completely restrictive and again I'm not even really into diets I'm into more just healthy consistent lifestyles that we can all have and to me cheat meals kind of go against that because you're saying I don't know that you're restricting so much and you're having such a lack of joy that this meal or this day a week or month or whatever it is it's okay to eat that certain food i must also say i think my hesitation comes also from my unlearning and relearning nutritional habits so growing up i really had no grasp of what was healthy and what wasn't and especially um i was on my own and supporting myself pretty young so my food options were not that great and even working in the food industry some of my first jobs again weren't that great the options i was choosing and sometimes the options i could afford were not that great and i actually and i actually just didn't really associate food with how i need to fuel my body i don't know where i missed that message but i really did miss that message and then secondly i also had to relearn and unlearn because like I just had previously mentioned with the last question, I did grow up in a 90s diet household. So everything was, you know, calorie free, again, fat free, sugar free, and tasted like cardboard. So I had to even unlearn some of those mentalities and then being a teenager, you know, in the early 2000s when the aspirational, you know, size was double zero. So yes, there has been a lot of unlearning and relearning. However, I think if there is a food that you really like and it's just not those one of those everyday foods because it just doesn't fuel you and support your body the way you want it to i think it is so important to still have those every once in a while but to fully enjoy it i think the even the language in a cheat meal that you're cheating on yourself that mentality is just not even mentally healthy how we're taking in that food but to fully let yourself enjoy it unabashedly like I think that is so important to have your desserts and whatever it may be for me I guess it would probably be a spicy margarita or a glass of wine and those aren't an everyday occurrence for me but those are things I really do like and also I know compared to other friends, I'm just not really a foodie. You know how some people are just, they can talk about a meal and they just start salivating even as they're talking about it. That just has never been me. And recently just on a few occasions, whenever my son's having, I don't know, a treat and it's usually probably like from soccer practice or whatever, or after a soccer game. 
and I have a bite or two and I don't know uh, what was one I don't know it was a cook it was something sweet but I also don't have that big of a sweet tooth like one or two bites I literally feel sick from the sugar. I don't know how I used to do it. I used to chug Mountain Dew in my teenage era and spicy Cheetos. Like I pretty much lived off of those two and then a monster. So yeah, like I said, I didn't have the greatest foundation when it came to nutrition. And now I'm just not really into even diets. It's to me what fuels my body, what is something steady that I can do as a lifestyle. And even now I get frustrated too to see relabelings of diets that I have seen when I was younger and now they're just somehow repackaged and making money off of people again. So hopefully I kind of answer that question about why I don't personally do my favorite cheat meal. and to see i'm scrolling through the next question i picked was favorite household cleaning brands so with this i used to be someone who i don't know why i mean I love the I love products that smell good, which now we're learning is not always the healthiest for us, the scents. I guess I loved options for cleaning, but I used to have a lot more of a variety of cleaning products. However, I've really simplified it to ones that are healthy for our family and our home and that I really love. And some of the brands I like is so for like everyday products, whether that's whether that's, you know, a bathroom cleaner to wipe down surfaces. What else do they have that I really like? I like their kitchen soap, their hand soaps. Um, also, a side note, they have the cutest tea towels. They're so cute. This And I mean, just their packaging is very charming as well. I have their glass soaps dispensers and spray bottles. And they're just this beautiful, dark emerald green. So... If you're looking for something a little bit aesthetic as well, they have beautiful products by Love Koala Eco. They're a great brand. I'll, again, all this will be linked in the show notes. And then another brand I like for, I think it's called like an Oxy Boost. It's for stains and their laundry detergent is I like Branch Basics. And then also for stains, I've actually been using this one longer. I do like it, especially if you have pets and if you have pet accidents, whether that's on your wood floor or on a rug or couch. I really like BioClean. That one uses, how that one's different, it uses, I believe, enzymes. So I really do like that one as well. It's a spray bottle, so that's really easy. And they also do have a bathroom cleaner that I accidentally thought I was getting this spot cleaner. And they were like right next to each other. They must have been at the store. And I accidentally grabbed the bathroom cleaner. But I did really like their bathroom cleaner as well. It works good on the shower. And so I really do like that brand. And then um, I also like the EO brand for soaps and and sometimes body washes. They have that at our um, local refill store, so I really like those. And then I think some of the others I like are just the basics, which are 
vinegar and baking soda and adding essential oils to those. They're great go-to, and especially if you're trying to transition from using more, you know, conventional toxic products and trying to get into more healthier home products, I would say those are a great starter tool because you can buy them in huge quantities and they really do work. So I think, you know, the classics of vinegar, baking soda, and what's the other one? Oh, vodka. So (laughs) those are always a great staple to start with, I believe. And I love the other brands, so hopefully that will help. Also know if you're looking to, again, switch up your cleaning products, a great resource is the Environmental Working Group, and that's the EW, their website is ewg.org, and they have reviews of products, and you can even put in the products that you're looking for to see how they're rated. They also will tell you if you want to look up like singular ingredients and products, whether that's, they have quite an extensive list. So whether it's household products or even your sunscreens or skincare and makeup products, they have great guides on there to help you switch over. And for the next question, I think this is a really good question because I'm sure we've all been there in different areas of our lives, especially how consumerism has seeped into this area like it has every other area of our lives, I feel like. This question is, how to not feel burnt out when trying to keep up with wellness trends? And I think... One of the huge tips I can give here is discernment because this is, again, definitely learned over time, but discerning what your needs are and why you're even looking into a wellness trend in the first place. Is it just because it's there in your face or were you actually needing or your body or again, were you swapping over products like a household brand that you're trying to look for a healthier option? Were you actually needing something and going from there and seeing what you, as that can be your first clue into whether you're just being sucked in. Unfortunately, there's a lot of greenwashing and marketing and rebranding that is going into this industry. And I mean, it's not surprising, but it is kind of sad because there are brands that are really trying to make pivotal changes, whether that's for the environment, whether that's for our health, whether there are only legacy brands that have been on the shelves for decades, but are doing more harm than good. I think it's important to know why you're looking, you know, why you're shopping in the first place. And back to our health I always preach this to know what your needs are to tune in inwardly before looking outwardly. And I understand that that's easier said than done sometimes, especially when anywhere we look, there's, you know, an ad put into our face or a suggestion or an influencer suggesting something. So to really see what your needs are in a great way, I always say is to know what your numbers are, what your levels are, how you're feeling. So whether that's you're needing blood work done to see what your levels are, or is there somewhere, you know, amiss and you're not, you're feeling off mentally, physically, emotionally, and that is where you're searching for. So discernment is huge in not being sucked into the consumer wellness machine. And that can be hard as on the consumer side too, because you might be just trying to shop for 
you know, a loaf of bread or something very generic that, you know, is a staple in your kitchen and you're trying to find a healthier option. And I do understand how tricky that is to try to see if it's an actual healthier option or again, if that's branding. So the ingredients will always be a great telltale of that. And unfortunately, many of us aren't scientists. So these ingredients can be foreign to us as well, even if they are the healthier option. So that's why even with this podcast and on Evergreen Living, we do try to provide resources to help you discern those marketing tools that different industries are using to make your shopping experience more seamless and even just the products we recommend but also the suppliers of the products that we recommend we try to really do our diligence in finding an overall solution so again that's a lot more work on the consumer and and we do see that I do see that I also feel that when I'm shopping myself to try to take the guesswork out for you we do try to help with that aspect and I also like to see different claims if they kind of have a test of time and I'm only in my mid-30s so I know that's not that ancient but even kind of back to the food questions how I was saying how I've seen different diet trends and how they're just remarketed one that always comes to mind is kind of the big one when I was growing up there was the Weight Watchers Jenny Craig and then the Atkins diet and I think the Atkins diet I know technically it's still around but to me that is also what the carnivore diet is and what's the other one and then the keto diets those are just rebranded Atkins diets to me so it's kind of funny to see now these diets kind of cycling through with the rebranding and I've also seen this now with products And even just being in the lifestyle and wellness space, I've seen just that cycle through. And I've only been in this space for less than 10 years. So it's kind of funny to see even those trends really quickly turn around. So I think with these claims to really see if they apply to different ethnicities, genders, cultures, and ancient wisdoms. And what I mean by this is to say, for example, actually kind of like the example I was just giving. So those diets, so the Atkins diets and the keto diets, yes, they might have some validity claims, but again, it's a diet at the end of the day. It is not a lifestyle to me and my take on it. And I can go a lot further into that, but it's back to the opposite of that is to see how like beans and healthy carbs are staples for a lot of ancient cultures and societies and still are in practice. And I was reminded of this recently when we were watching on Netflix that documentary. Is it a documentary or is it just a series? But anyways, it was on Blue Zones. And to see how these cultures are 
providing healthy lifestyles and it really is a built-in lifestyle that is built into their societies and how cultivated such healthy longevity within these cultures and it was just pointing out different clues and cues that we are getting from studying these cultures and how they have produced some of the longest living people and what habits and eating habits that they had. So sometimes we need to look at a bigger world view behind these wellness claims, and I think that that can be helpful. So I think it is helpful to have a wider world perspective when we see different claims, even within the wellness industry, and using that discernment and tuning into what your needs are, I think will help you navigate and not get as much burnout and trying to follow the trends. And for the next question, I love this one and I will leave you guys on this one and may you guys can list your top three in the comments or the show notes or go on to our latest post on this episode. But top three things you're loving this month. Well, I really enjoyed because especially I wasn't able to do it as frequently, almost daily during the summer, but I really do enjoy my morning walks or just when I can get walks in daily, but they usually are in the morning. And I find it such an easy way to, I can almost get into a meditation or a meditative state, especially in the beginning. I try to listen to whether it um, hurts music or affirmations or something else that is positive when I first start on my walk. Because like I said, I do do quite a few miles. So the first part, I do like to just get into that mindset just to kind of ground in. And sometimes I even do listen to a walking meditation. And let me know to comment again in the show notes or over on Instagram if you guys would be interested in a guided meditation, especially a, walk, a guided walking meditation, especially a guided walking meditation. Because I just know they're just so helpful to, even if I'm feeling anxious and I'm anxiety ridden or there's a problem, it kind of always just works itself out on the walk. And I think by observing my environments and being outside, getting fresh air, looking at the different plants, looking at the different architecture around me, I really do feel it always helps clear my mind and to refocus and recenter me. But I also find that I can also come at problems from a more creative space instead of like the doom and gloom and nothing's going right and it's all falling apart and blah, blah, blah. I can re-look at it at a different perspective and come at it a different way. And also part of what I'm listening to is that I can create creative solutions. I am open to possibilities. I am open to solutions. I find it's just such a great way to help set myself up and to recenter myself. Then towards the usually middle to end my circling, my lap back, I do use that space to kind of re-look at work and maybe answer emails while I'm walking or catch up on, you know, social or whatever I have on my to-do list. 
or sometimes I even do that. I try to organize my calendar and my weekly to-dos. So I do have a constructive period in that as well. And sometimes it's great for just brainstorming ideas, going through different suggestions that you guys have made and to listen to those and to see how I can iterate and dream up ways to another activity that I've been really loving. And again, we haven't had any frost or really too cold of weather here in California, but I'm still loving gardening. Just the other day I was collecting, I had led some lettuce and we happened to have like a morning glory, um, but they were all, I had let them go to seed. So I was collecting the seeds and I guess that's another way to come back to myself and to have those quiet moments And I think the relationship and then the act of gardening, and I guess this goes with walking too, while I am doing a function and movement, it really does for me allow my mind to loosen up and to feel more free and to come at different ideas and allow different thought processes to work itself out. And I also just like connecting with As cliche as it is, I think it helps me connect again to the earth. I love um, connecting to each individual plant, seeing how that they're doing, what they're producing or what they're not producing. But I just feel that connection when I am gardening and I have really appreciated seeing the seasonality and developments of and the growth and the flourishing of our garden. So I really have enjoyed that And of course, the vegetables and herbs that and the different varieties that we have, I really enjoy cooking with that and adding that into different recipes. So that is my second thing. The last thing I would have to say that I'm loving this month is how streamlined I have. I feel like a real mom saying this, but how streamlined I have gotten our morning routines on school days. My morning routine is pretty, very simplified, whether that's from my skincare to makeup to breakfast to lunches to getting dressed, getting my kiddo dressed, getting us out the door. We have it pretty streamlined and I'm really kind of patting myself on the back, I guess, with that because it really is in the flow. I've gotten it down. Of course, things can change at all times, but I really have gotten it down and I'm kind of loving it. And it's, I feel like mornings have gotten a little more easier, a little less hectic. And I think meditation has helped with that earlier in the morning. I really have streamlined the process and gotten the process down and it's taken some refinements, but finally have done that. And like I said, I would love to hear what your favorite things are this month. So if you want to include that in the show notes or go over it onto our Instagram and that will be linked below and share that on our latest post with this episode, I would love to hear that. And thank you for joining me for another solo episode. I can't wait to talk to you next week. And if you're interested in supporting or helping us grow, please rate and review this podcast as that is the easiest way to help us grow. And I would like to thank this episode's sponsors, 
Symbiotica and Higher Dose, two brands that I use personally and love. And you can find out all their information, including the discount codes down in the show notes. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye.